Hello and welcome to episode 14 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. I'm back in the pilot seat as you can tell. While I was away the Amigos ranch was infested by marauding monkeys and unfortunately we were unable to clear the, the infestation completely. We've been left with the one and only PJ of course, Hindu monkey, the man who who very ably filled in for me in my absence. So um, the three amigos are now four. Uh, PJ, you're very welcome as a permanent member of the three amigos. Absolutely delighted, Don, and uh, particularly pleased to obviously have you back amongst us to bring some much needed professionalism to this rabble. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And speaking of rabble, uh, Mars and Kylie, how are you keeping? Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very well, thank you. Delighted to have you back, Don. And uh, it's going to be hectic up in here all the time with uh, with four of us, but will undoubtedly be great fun. Yeah, the Don is back. He's back again. (laughs) Are you not going to sing it to me, Mersey? That's not good enough. Back Back again. again. (laughs) Don is back. That's it. That's again. We are at FBL. Yeah, oh yeah. God, yeah, he they, they could just end it after the first verse. <laughs> that, that was great. Uh, folks, anyway, let's let's kick on with the rest of the podcast. We've got a packed one um, ahead of the blank and double game week, of course. That's what everyone is thinking about at the moment. But um, first of all, we always start our show off with a brief review of the previous game week, which was, of course, game week 17, before firmly putting it in our rear view mirrors and moving on. Top Amigo last game week, believe it or not, shock horror was myself. Um, that's why you're back, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what the rumour is that you want to um, propagate. But no, I did say I was coming back before the game week. But uh, yeah, no, it was an excellent one. 90 points. Um, pretty much everyone banged um, all of the big hitters. And, you know, I captain Son and I had Kane then as well. And um, Bruno, of course, did the business. Salah was a little bit of a letdown. But you know what? With 90 points, I'm certainly not going to be complaining. I kind of hope to get over that 100 with Salah playing on Monday night. But it didn't happen. Um, Marzi, you're next up of the Amigos um, on 79 points um, in this past game week. So um, tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, Amigos FC, we always laugh. Our teams are similar. So you're the players mm. that did well for you did yeah. well for me. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go through them, but yeah, I mean, look, I was, I'm, I'm happy with that. I think five or six green arrows in a row mm. uh, sets up nicely for a nice fall in the, in the blank game week, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, indeed. Um, Kay, you're on 71 points on the game week, a little bit below Mars, but um, still a decent score. Yeah, and ahead of PJ, so at least that's something. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, look, that's that's three out of uh, four, the last four weeks, um, hitting the 70s, so... It, you know, it's it's progress, green arrows, um, still slow going, but I'll take it. Yeah, excellent stuff. And PJ, you're rounding out the four. Someone has to be in last place on the week, and, um, and unfortunately that's you this week on 57 points. Tell the listeners a little bit about your woe. Uh, nah, surely you got it the other way around. Can't be 57. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Bottom of a pile um, uh, for the... Extraordinary third time this season, I did a hokey cokey of uh, Son and KDB uh, and ended up with the exact same score of both players. Um, just fascinating, really. Only other returns were Fernandez and Kufal, Sufal, Soufle, whatever his name is. 
rest of them, particularly the Liverpool boys, an absolute mm. wash. So, yeah, there you go. We go again. Yeah, a little bit of a stinker on Monday night from our Reds. All right. Um, what do they say about doing the same mistake again? Again and again and again? They say something, don't they? They do. There is some expression, yeah, but we yeah. won't. Yeah, we won't don't bother. Don't do it. This, this, is a big, this is a big night for PJ, you know. It's, um, yeah, he's it's, his... good finally have a, it's good to finally have a title race, of course. So, you know, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about it in the coming weeks. We've had title races before. It's just you haven't noticed them because they've been towards the top of the table. But, um, the PJ, you're going to give us the standings update in the Three Amigos Classic League. Yeah, thanks for not giving me opportunity to reply to that, Burn. Let's go straight into the uh, top five of the uh, Three Amigos Classic League. So in five, fifth place, we have Sky Player in FBL, very literal title there, managed by a man simply called Paul. Uh, then up to fourth, we have uh, Kobi Asimar with Uber Nom Goals. In third place, up the Ox, Ben Wyatt. Number two, Matt Smith and Cruise Control. And back on top, where he belongs, Roger Booth and the Hot Spurs. Need a few more different names in there next week. I'm looking for, you know, some of these people from below. But brilliantly named Dire Consequences down at eighth. Let's get him up to top five. Show us your clop. Show us your clop. I don't understand that pun at all. Anyone? Sorry, but I just, it still makes me laugh anyway because I feel like I know where it's going. So anyway, the um, we've got a little bit of a special um, uh, kind of a segment here on the uh, Three Amigos today. So we're all um, pretty much uh, kind of struggling um, this this season, as you probably may have picked up on. Uh, Mars has had a little bit of a renaissance of late, as he's been quite vocal about, but. Generally speaking, we've all been down in the deep millions for most of the season. But one person who hasn't is my 10-year-old nephew, Arthur, who is having a fantastic uh, season, well camped within the uh, top 1% and the uh, kind of five-figure rank territory. So we've got him onto the show to hopefully give a little bit of insight into why he's doing so well and we're not. So, um, Arthur, um, hello and welcome to the Free Amigos. Hi. Great to have you on board. Um, so, Arthur, first question for you. You're, uh, you're, you know, as I've just said, ranked in the top one percent of all players worldwide at the half point of this season. You're beating all of us. What do you, what do you think? If you could, you know, kind of pinpoint a kind of secret or to your success so far, what do you think you've done well? Well, I trusted myself and I looked at players' form and how how many people have chosen to select them and how cheap they are so you so you look at you look at ownership that's interesting how many people have owned those particular players yeah very good because there are of course if a lot of people own them it's a good sign that they're probably doing well and they might be um might be good ones to own um tell me are you arthur are you a leeds fan are you yeah it must be great fun having your team back in the premier league again is it yeah uh, good stuff. And tell me, what players have really impressed you most this season? Have they been a lot of Leeds players, or have you? Uh, what players have really caught your eye? Um, mainly Fernandes and Son. They've been very good this season, all right. And what about any of the Liverpool players? You know, myself and Mars are big Liverpool f- fans, so we kind of watch all the Liverpool matches all the time. But is there any of the Liverpool players that that you've had in this season that that have kind of added to your rank, that have climbed you up the table? Not really. 
Oh, God, Damn that's it. insulting. Get off the podcast, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so, Arthur, you mentioned you're a Leeds fan. Um, have you... And you've, you've owned a lot of their players to good success this year. I haven't. I've had Luke Ayling, and he's been a bit of a disaster. Um, but tell me, where do you think Leeds will finish this season? Do you think they'll stay up? Yeah, I think they'll get around 10th. Ooh, that's high. That's really good if they get to 10th. Do you got... think they're a wear out? Sorry to, you know, didn't mean to interrupt. Do you think there's a lot of talk about Beasley's tactics, obviously, that they get very tired towards the end of the season. What's what's your take on that? They're very, they're supposed to be very fit, so I think they'll be fine. Okay. Good to know. They have been brilliant. Maybe, maybe keep on with the Leeds players, just not ailing. Yeah, definitely not ailing. But you must be excited watching them, right? I mean, they play some. Really fascinating football. What do you think of Bielsa? Do you like him, the manager? Yeah. Yeah. So quite funny because he's always squatting. <laughs> yeah, he is. Isn't he? <laughs> I, I love how casual he is. So Arthur, tell me. I mean, I know you didn't want to say it at the beginning, but one of the reasons you're successful is because you don't listen to your uncle. He tells you stuff, and you just do whatever he doesn't tell you, right? <laughs> and listen, I like. like I know your uncle is a big United fan and we are a big Liverpool fans. So now it's getting, you know, the United fans are getting a little bit excited because bless them, you know, United are doing well. Who do you think will win the league between Liverpool and Manchester United? Arthur, no pressure, but whichever answer you give might mean that you'll come back on the pod or not. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I think it'll go to a Manchester club, but I'm not sure whether it'll go to Manchester United or Manchester City. I, you know what, Arthur, to you. that's a good I answer. You. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, we like familiar loyalty here, yeah, so fair play. That is yeah. a good answer. And tell me, out of Bruno and, and Salah, you said Bruno was one of your uh, players that you picked, but out of Bruno and Salah, who do you prefer? Probably Bruno. Fair play. No Please. love for Liverpool. No love for Liverpool, but <laughs> I thought, you know what? Keep doing what you're doing, Arthur. You're doing great. Keep enjoying the game. And um, look, we're glad to have you on. Thanks for coming on the Three Amigos, Arthur. Yeah, Arthur, been fantastic. Just finally, before you go, what's your what's your what's your goal this season? Um, you know, where where do you kind of want to end, or is, is there a particular friend you wanna you wanna finish above? I want to finish top of my mini FPL league, and I want to try and finish in the top hundred thousand overall. Very good, what? wonderful, very good, very very rare, you know. You're currently achieving both those goals. Um, uh, so, yeah, well done. Keep up the good work. and uh, um, Good luck. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll come to you for advice from next week. I think that... We want to know how you finish. So make sure you yeah. come and tell us. Okay. okay. Cheers, Thanks, Arthur. Arthur. Adios, amigo. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, um, we were blessed by a real FBL manager there for a minute, folks. So now the rest of the podcast, you're just going to have to put up with the rest of us. Um, the Next up on our show, of course, we have our Marzi's rant of the week, where Marzi gets rid of some of that fantasy angst and um, and just kind of lets, lets loose at us all. Oh, just after I put my, you know, Zen voice on and speaking to, li- to, to a little kid and, you know, uh, now you, may, you want me to get into my angry mode. But I just got happy because City just scored. Um, sorry, PJ, if you're not watching. And I wasn't supposed to tell you. Uh, well, I'm not that happy. I don't really care who wins. But it's always fun uh, when United lose. Um, 
Mickey yes. Mouse help. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rant. So uh, a couple of things, uh, quick ones. Listen, guys, we can't control what happens with COVID. There's a lot more important things, obviously, if FPL takes us away from it. But uh, stop stressing about games changing, games not changing. Yes, it, it, people who planned maybe right now feeling a bit aggrieved. Me and Monkey had, a let's say, a chat about this earlier. Uh, and, and that's fair, but we can't control it. Don't spend energy getting angry about things that you can't control. Just embrace, embrace the chaos. The other one is, and this is to all, to, 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 to me, to other Liverpool fans, etc. Um, yeah, the ref was not great. Yeah, blah, blah. listen, United are not getting more penalties because they're being favoured. I refuse to believe that. I think their play allows them to get that. I think their players dive just like our players do. Now, because players have to. I blame the refs. I blame VAR. I don't blame the players anymore. It's, get over it. We lost because we did. We had one three shots over three games on target. Not because we didn't get a penalty, which was a 50-50. Yes, it's annoying, but please let's not embarrass ourselves. Let's move on, and hopefully we'll hammer them next week. Mazza. Aye aye, good one, Mersey. Um, this um, next we, next up we have our T3A roundtable, um, and as always is where we kind of talk about the burning topics that are in the FBL community. And this week the only conversation FBL wise, of course, on people's lips is how they're navigating this blank game week and double game week. We've been talking about it for weeks, but it's finally upon us. Um, as luck would have it, of course, a lot of managers, it's basically between our um, most, a lot of managers are using their free hit chip. Other ones are navigating this blank game week using their free transfers and perhaps taking a couple of hits. As luck would have it, we have an even split between strategies as myself and Mars are making do with free transfers, while Kylie and PJ are using their free hit chip to get through this blank game week. Uh, we've received multiple questions from folks who are trying to decide how many blank game week 18 players we feel is enough to merit holding on to that ship for the future game weeks. Um, John Carrigy has seven, who is Baselli, uh, will have a solid eight using a hit, and Morpheus has Morpheus Fire has five plus a free transfer. Mersey, firstly, could you tell me how you're set up for the blank game week and how many of those players would you have to lose kind of to injury in order to change strategy and hit that free hit button? Yeah, so look, uh, initially... Uh, and like I said, I've had to, to adapt my uh, to the chaos. Originally, I wanted to free hit. That was my plan all along. Uh, in fact, I think I said on a few pots ago that I was going to free hit and, and then use the uh, wildcard free hit, then BB. Uh, but that changed. I went from um, uh, to just free hit. And then with the changes of the plans, I decided that I'm going to um, free hit because uh, I'm not going to free hit because I have, for me, I have seven to eight players that I think are strong enough to take it's it's a gamble I'm going in um like you know hedging my bets uh because I believe I have the, the, the strong core if you like and I know we've had a lot of questions about how many players do you think is enough I'm, I think it's it's not about how many players it's which players do you have because believe me if you have Mitchell Kilman Brewster which I have you don't count them towards the players that you have so when I say I have eight I haven't encountered those three. I'm not, I'm not showing off. But I have a strong midfield that I'm happy with. I have some Villa guys that I'm happy with. And that's what made my decision. It's to hedging bets. Do I want to go in now and use my free hit? And I had no issues using it. 
But I have a strong team. I might need it down the line later. And I know I heard a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, but later on, if the good teams are not in the FA Cup, you're going to have a crab-free hit team. Well, maybe it's the best policy then, right? I mean, I'm now justifying my decision, but maybe I want a free hit players that I don't want to bring into my team, have them for just one game week, and then get rid of them. So when it comes to those decisions, just think about what players do you have? That's what I've done. Um, Use your free transfers wisely. Um, so I've got two free transfers. I'm using one uh, for this game week to add a, a player, and then I'll, I have two free transfers for double game week 19. Yeah, good stuff, Mars. Uh, similar for me. I've um, I think it's is key. You have the big hitters. Um, a lot of people are counting, I guess, the likes of Brewster and so on in terms of them being real viable options. As we've seen when he's come off the bench, he doesn't really do a whole lot even when he comes off the bench. So I can't. Now, it could happen that in blank game week is when he really comes alive and actually does some returns. Um, but it's it really is a matter of if you have those big hitters um, and you will, you'll have the decent kind of blank game week to get through. If you can get through it without, free, without using your free hit, you'll obviously have a bit of an advantage later on in the season, a little bit more flexibility. Um, PJ and Kylie, you guys are obviously a little bit more light in terms of your um, your game week eighteen squad. Um, you've probably you've you've strategized for this, but basically, what's what way are you set up? Um, Kylie, come to you first on it. Um, are you tempted? Were you tempted maybe to change your plan when the United Burnley and City Brighton games changed? Um, and how are you feeling about this game week now? Um, no, I mean I wasn't tempted and. I understand why people were. For me, it, it really comes down to the fact that uh, it, it didn't make a huge difference. I mean, I, it gave me two extra players, but now I have four. Um, and so uh, that's largely down to the fact that uh, I was organised. So I had been spending the last couple of weeks dealing with my bench and making certain changes. Look, I've had a number of injuries, but in replacing those players, I, I have been building towards the double game week. And incidentally, they just happen to not be players from the teams that have a double and play in uh, game week 18. So I absolutely, if I was in a position where I had, you know, like seven players and I had that core spine, it would be different. I'd be happy to hold the free hit, but I just don't think that it justifies it for me, given how I'm currently set up for game weeks 18 and 19. So I'm going to proceed as I was um, and, and play the free hit. It does vex me slightly that um, it, it's kind of for those people, you know, in my main mini league, right, there are certain people who have not changed their team since the second game week and they keep getting jammy with size goals off the bench and, Foden running amok and all sorts of things um, and that's frustrating and those people are now quite well set up to actually navigate even though they only have eight playing people in their team on a normal week they can navigate the blank quite comfortably so that's a little irritating but it is what it is you know that's that's what this season's throwing at us so um, a lot of people's plans will have changed mine haven't just by virtue of of where I am where my team's at. Mm. Yeah, well, you've definitely very much built towards the double um, and you've kind of nearly, you know, avoided, I guess, the, the blank game we teams is, um, you know, and in terms of your strategy that could well pay off in the long term for you. 
Um, Monkey, you had a bit of a disappointing game week 17, as we mentioned in the offset of this. Um, how much are you looking forward to free hitting your squad this week? And um, how many blank game weekers would you have had if you weren't free hitting? Yeah, just three or four. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to this game week because uh, I've got to, there's no decision to be made. Um, even with a fixed reshuffle, I've got to free hit. Um, and so I'm going to try and kind of enjoy that. I think the free hit is the most enjoyable chip you can play all season. There's less kind of, you know, kind of nerves there that with the kind of triple captain or bench boost brings. Um, it's obviously got the highest possible upside. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to playing it. And, and like I said, the fact that I have to play it this week because I have three players um, where I was really stung and have been stung with a fixture reshuffle is, is is next week. And I'm sure we'll get to that next week. I know that at the moment, a week is a long time in fantasy football and it can change again. But obviously, I played my wild card. Um to set up my team without any Manchester City. So to see them go from having no double game week to quite literally the best double game week and hit form again um, is obviously a, a bit of a bitter pill to kind of swallow. But, you know, in another two weeks, it could all have changed again. So, you know, we wait and see. For now, I'm very much looking forward to playing the, the free hit this week. And, yeah, happy to happy to dive into, uh, you know, what I'll be doing when you uh, when you direct me accordingly, Don. Hmm. Yeah, I know that it does. It has changed so much this season so fast. I mean, I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was the most nerve wracking thing was when Chelsea were playing. And if you only owned one of them and they had a clean sheet, you were looking at a rank killer, like because it was so many of them owned. And then all of a sudden they've become where you know, having a Chelsea defender is like having a bad BO or something. It's like not not something you want to have. But uh, the uh, an answer to the question of the guys above John Cargi um, was mentioning about seven, who is Baselli, have a solid eight using a hit, and Morphy is having five plus a free transfer. In all of them, as as the guys were saying there, it really depends on the players you have. If the solid eight means that you're not really counting, as Mara said, those really kind of shall we shall we call them players, and they are going. They, you never know; they could you could get lucky. Um, but once you, you oh, really Rooster's have to. Oh, Brace have, is coming. Huh? Brace uh, no, is get, coming. Getting two points is lucky for Brewster. Let's be real, okay? Brewster, mm. Brewster, Brewster's brace is coming. So embrace it, guys. But yeah. yes, you don't count them. I can't wait. Right. I lads, I, what I can't wait for is on okay. Twitter when when Brewster does score and we'll have some um, some person and we're all thinking of the one person who is basically suggesting that this is what we've been waiting for and this is the patience. This is patience showing our um, <laughs> paying <imagine>? off yeah, yeah. <laughs> for keeping them around. But um, next up we have uh, Kylie and PJ. This is your section um, and it's essentials basically for your free hit squad. Premium choices um, first. You're going to cover off Kylie, and then PJ can come in with any alternatives. But um, there is some real plump fixtures for some of those top um, premium options this game week, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of the Spurs options because um, I know in myself I have like Kane and Son, whereas a lot of free hitters are debating whether or not to kind of go with one or the other or both. Um, Kylie, how about yourself? First of all, what kind of free hitters are you, bu- or what premiums are you building your free hit around? Yeah, okay. So I, I think most people are pretty comfortably going to say that they're going to have Bruno and KDB, right? I, I think if the last game week hadn't happened the way it did, that people would have veered towards Sterling maybe as their, you know, kind of solo attacking City player, um, just because his recent form had been better than 
than KDB's, but he's obviously come out of the gates with a, a great week there. So I think everyone's going to go back to steady Eddie Kev. Um, and I think a son Bruno KDB kind of spine in that midfield is largely what you're going to see. Um, Kane is another one. I mean, these are like, these are the obvious ones, right? That I think most people are going to be building around. And then they're probably going to have one, maybe two, uh, city defenders. So Cancelo, Cancelo, however we say his name, and Diaz, right? Um, I think we're expecting to see the bulk of free hitters go with those and then look at what they can do around the others. There are so many different options and you cannot have them all. We've Rashford, Sterling, Lacazette or Martial, right? They're, these guys are coming into form. So at the moment, for me, Son, Bruno, KDB, I will have probably Kane. I've got Kane in there at the moment just because so many people who don't free hit will have him, I believe, um, that it's just kind of not worth it. And then I'm probably going to have one of Lacazette or Martial or Rashford and spread it out with others. Um, and it's going to come down to instinct because I don't want to have the same team as everyone. And I think the likes of Lacazette uh, could be interesting because I'm I'm just not convinced that um, all of those people who aren't free hitting will use a transfer to go for him when there are still, you know, KDB, for instance, if, if you don't own him, there are other more obvious moves to make that you would essentially want to cover. Excellent stuff, Kay. Um, the actually PJ one one mention one name that uh, Kylie mentioned there was um, Marshall. I noticed a little bit of maybe concern. Rashford is definitely alongside Fernandez as kind of the second premium Man United option, and you know Marshall would realistically be up there. But do you think is the presence of Cavani maybe putting some people off, and is it putting you off maybe in your free hit selection? Um, and have you had any other names other than what Kylie mentioned there in terms of your premium choices? Um, yeah, for me, Martial, um, uh, no. Uh, I, uh, Cavani back, he would have missed three games. Um, so I think he'll probably go straight back into the team, to be honest. Um, he's also looked far more dangerous and in better form than, than Martial when he's played this season. So um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be touching Martial personally. I think he's. I'd rather have... Uh, obviously, Rashford, um, you know, Fernandez taking his red, but then I'd probably rather have, uh, you know, kind of, you know, Maguire or, or um, uh, kind of um, Bally or even one of our keepers if, if you wanted to kind of cover a, cover a potential clean sheet um, against a weaker team. Um, Lacazette is definitely the one that stands out of the ones that Kylie mentioned in terms of a, a pun. He's been in fantastic form the last uh, kind of four game weeks. Um, he's out um, outstatted. Uh, Harry Kane, um, uh, more than two to one in terms of every metric, penalty area touches, goals, goal attempts, goal accuracy. He's a very, very good and accurate striker. He's one of those players who, when Arsenal play well, Lacazette is is central to them. Uh, um, I, I can't believe that Arteta, who's been a little bit in and out with him, is going to kind of fall for that mistake again. Um, I think Arsenal need him. Uh, I would expect him to get a rest in the cup this weekend, uh, and I would expect him to be back. So, so Lacazette is is definitely in my team. In fact, I can't actually believe I'm looking at my free hit draft, and I will be going into a free hit with a striking combination of Lacazette and Callum Wilson. But you know, yeah. there we are, and probably with with Ryan Brewster 
as that third sub, although he'll be on my bench, but just to kind of uh, just to kind of cover that. Um, quick stat on Brewster, just as a bit of a, a kind of segue pop quiz. Um, how many touches in the box do you guys, I'll give you one guess each, think Ryan Brewster has had this season? He's played for 10 hours of football so far. 10 hours, 600 minutes playing for Sheffield United. How many touches in the box do you think he's had? Don, I'll come to you first. I'll go four. Four? Kylie? I was going to say four, but I will say five. Mars? I was going to say five, so I'm just going to go six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mars wins by default. He, he underestimated him even worse than he actually is. It's actually nine. Um, <laughs> but we were closer than we should have been. Yes, yeah, so he gets in a box less than once an hour. Um, yeah. Fires off one attempt per two hours. Um, it's, I mean, a lot of it is Sheffield United, but my God. But yeah. he's a striker. <laughs> just anyway um uh yeah so so yeah that was it oh, um, can i talk about non-premium yeah no it? i was that's what i was about to tie into you because um right. you mentioned lacazette as obviously one of the kind of premium the premium options you've been looking at as well as the usual suspects there but um in terms of budget options saka is obviously looking brilliant um as a cheap midfielder from Arsenal there. He's looked probably like their best player this season or one of them um, alongside Shearney. But any other kind of budget options that you're looking to fill your team out and you're excited to have in for 18? One absolute standout option for me um, who dominated my um, uh, kind of stats thread yesterday is is Al Ghazi um, of Villa. I know they've got a bit of a tough fixture on paper um, at you know home to Spurs, but I actually think that game will be quite open um, uh, I think someone, uh, probably Adam Hopcroft, um, might not be, but I'll give him a credit anyway, tweeted today that Villa have, um, you know, have created the most chances and conceded the most chances in the last four matches. Um, I, I expect that game to be not dissimilar to the Leeds one uh, where we saw with Spurs, and I think there'll be goals in that. Um, uh, Al Ghazi's stats are as good as anyone. Not, you know, his XG, his XG is better than anyone in the game. Um, over the last kind of uh, six matches, um, you know, I know that's been slightly skewed by penalties, but um, he, he creates chances, he scores chances, and obviously he's on all set piece duty. So he would definitely be in my team at kind of a full two million cheaper than um, Jack Grealish, uh, which allows me to uh, obviously upgrade other positions to go a little bit bigger at the back, uh, have a couple of City defenders rather than maybe just one. Um, but other than that, I think the keeper there's no real standout keeper option. I think, you know, Darlow, Leno, uh, there's a few. Um, I'm going to have to take a punt on Harry Maguire because Harry Maguire is one of those players I never own. I don't like owning our defenders at the best of time, but he's such a frustrating player because he, you know, he, he has about 85 headed chances a season and never scores any of them. But on a free hit home, you know, home to a good fixture, I'm just like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna have a punt on Harry because that's what a free hit is for. I think the key message to me, uh, to, to everyone listening on, on a free hit is is please enjoy it. Um, if you have a free hit, if you only have three or four players like, um, like me and Kylie do, don't just fill it with, you know, the kind of eight template players and then have a couple of, you know, crappy players around it. This is this is this. I really believe this is your opportunity to actually have a gamble. So the likes of Lacazette, Wilson, El Ghazi, Maguire, um, 
you know, I think these are the players who I think are, are worth taking a punt on for a free hit because you don't have to keep them. You know, the great thing is if they bomb, you look at your team the next day and they're not in it anymore. So, yeah, I think that's just my message with a free hit. This is definitely the chip to have fun. Good stuff. It's the fun chip, huh? But um, no, that was that was good. Um, PJ, the only the only little um, issue I'd have now as you're coming on board as a permanent member is if you're in doubt of where the source of stats are on Twitter, it is of course that you just reference uh, Three Amigos FBL. If you're in doubt, if you don't know who it is, just, sorry, my just, mistake. Yeah, that's where you saw it. Do we ever put out stats? Um, PJ, shh, shh. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. No, I used to, and then you came on board, and I just stopped. You're blaming me feel, for the stats. Well, I, I just retired that because I was like, well, if he wants to do it, then it's fine. But I actually did look at some stats this time around, a cursory glance, if you will, um, at some some of the budget midfielders. Because we do have quite a number in, in that little bracket, you know, Saka, Neto, Gundi and uh, El Ghazi, of course. El Ghazi, as you rightly pointed out, is actually outrageous. Like, for the last four... And so he started for four goals, I believe. 18 attempts, 12 on target. Like, what is this madness? You know, five big chances. It is so far away better than all of the rest of them. And uh, I, I think, as you alluded to, I most people are not going to choose El Ghazi over Grealish, right? They're, they're just kind of like this biological imperative like you just can't because Grealish is there um but for something like a free hit where money is important that that extra saving um I I think he's like a perfect free hit sort of option I really like Saka as well he's been really impressive people may not want to go for both Saka and Lacazette and I I can get that but um he's two goals two assists 5.3 12 attempts nine in the box now, all, pretty much all of them are blocked, which is ridiculous. But anyway, he still had one big chance, which he did score from, and he's created five chances. So at 5.3, he's great value. And I think those two are that, like, I think that you could go for two of those and, and bulk up the rest if you wanted, um, because they do represent really good value. A bit of a seemingly absurd punt is, is Gundy, right? Like, I probably wouldn't go there because it just feels wrong and Pep just stresses me out too much. But he is on form, right? He is playing well. He scored a couple of goals um, in his last three starts. Um, he's had six attempts, I believe, in, in the where well, he's only played three of the last four. Um, but three on target, two big chances. One of them scored. He's created four chances. So he's like he's doing well. He could if if City are massively back in form and you wanted a punt, he wouldn't be the worst. And I think he's better than, like, a Neto, for instance. He's a bit of a boring... boring has, um, has Crate Digger put you up to this section? No. He oh, is, is he is he shipping the, the good no, he, He's obsessed with Gundo. You know, he's been taking oh, yeah. the false nine for years. Loves it. I'm Loves surprised that I haven't heard anything about... Um... Sorry, go ahead, Monk, finish. No, 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 I'd finished it. I was going to say I'm surprised I haven't heard any uh, Newcastle defenders with the way. Uh, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got United, uh, I just felt, uh, it was it was almost yeah. too for me to mention, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be taking one Newcastle defender into the. Three. But you know, everything you said is exactly what I was expecting and what I hope um, as a non-free hitter doesn't happen. As in the opposite, as in 
the guys that normally deliver deliver. You know, you're Grealish. You're, you're Grealish, you're Bruno, you're, you're uh, Sterling, uh, KDB, all these guys that we have and, and not the punts. And obviously, I, I, I kind of agree with you. You know, the free hit is there to, to have fun and people are using it to be aggressive. But also sometimes what I'm hoping is people will, will try and be, uh, not try and be too clever. And uh, the core is going to be very similar. It's really going to depend on your punts, on your, on your, on your Lacazette versus my Watkins, for example, or... Um, or your El Ghazi versus Grealish. I mean, El, El Ghazi versus Grealish. Exactly. I want, I, I you know, kind of want the free hitters to go different, and then was, and and then you really can tell who was the winner in that game. You know, the free hitters or the non-free hitters. Um, but indeed, the key one you haven't mentioned, uh, still the second most owned player in the game at fifty-three percent is, of course, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, mine and Kylie's personal hero, um, yeah. who obviously has a game and surely won't be selected by anyone on a free hit, but will be, you know, in almost everyone else's team. So his performance, yeah, is. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just getting upset just thinking. Yeah, about it. Just... So, yeah, just move on. <laughs> it's like you're saying Voldemort's name or something on the podcast. Um, he is Voldemort. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Uh, nice one, folks. And as we mentioned at the top, uh, myself and Mars are on a different strategy, so we're navigating this blank with free transfers. And and basically, a lot of that is, of course, we have to tie in our strategy with the double game week because that follows directly afterwards. Um, but but Marzi. Tell us, um, what's your plan, or Amigos FC, as we like to call it, for navigating the blank, and how does that how does that leave us for the double game week? Um, what about the Liverpool yeah. options? I'm looking forward to hearing you say about that. Yeah, so I think I said early on that I have a core that I'm happy with. So just quickly to touch on the, on this core, I have got De Bruyne, Fernandez, Son, and Grealish in midfield. I'm really happy with those. With Watkins up front, Diaz at the back, and Martinez. I also do have Mitchell, Kilman, and Brewster. I don't count those three. Anything from them is an absolute bonus. Um, it's my free hit, if you like. They just sit in there. If they play, they play. They don't. I think Brewster will. Mitchell and Kilman, no idea. Um, so I've got Salah in there as well. And uh, what I'm going to do, so at, at the moment, I have two free transfers. I'm probably I'm going to use one. Uh, most like that's my plan uh, uh, to to basically go Salah to either Sterling or Rashford. Really depends on the cup games and what, not tonight's game. It's the FA Cup that I'm more interested in. Who plays? Who's rested? Whichever one is rested, full game. I'll probably go for. Really is a toss between the two. Um, it'll be one of those two, I think. Uh, I fancy Sterling more because of the op- opposition, but you know, United are on form and wh- whatever happens, we'll, we'll see what happens. But. I'm going to roll a transfer over and I have two, two, two free transfers. Because I'm not free hitting, I really have to think about double game week 19. My move has to be something that will, that will not hamper my double game week 19, which is why I'm not doing, using both my transfers. The main reason is I'm going to bring Salah back. Look, I've, I've told the guys uh, on the pod before, I am not doing the hokey-cokey and I'm not changing my, my midfield. I want the strong midfield and I'm sticking with it and it has served me well. So far. So De Bruyne, Fernandez, Salah are not going anywhere. I'll bring Salah back. I know he's not in form, but he's one of those guys that one game could just score a brace and back on, just like KDB did against Chelsea. And I kept him when others probably rightly so sold. You know? But I've decided that I'm not I'm not I'm gonna play around with the You're obviously guys. selling him this week and you're getting him back for nineteen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I'm gonna sell him for eighteen, bring him back for nineteen. That keeps me with another transfer. Uh, most likely I'll probably do a city defender. I was thinking about Robo, but Liverpool. We talked about Liverpool's form. The defense is not put, really. It's not. 
it's not tempting me right now as much as I love Robbo. My other option is Son. I could sell him for another double game weaker to give me 11 double game weakers. Now, one thing that we have to watch out for, uh, I'm sure people who are on Twitter have heard uh, ben, ben has been talking about it because of some issues, potential issues in the Tottenham game. There might be, <clears throat> there's five options at the moment because uh, the team Tottenham play, I think Shrewsbury, but I, I could be wrong, but it's a lower league team, have some uh, COVID issues. Game might be postponed, uh, game might be uh, uh, cancelled. Um, it could be moved to game week 18, which means Leeds don't have a double. So, sorry. Um, Tottenham Leeds it will affect the Tottenham Leeds game which means Leeds Southampton will be moved to 18 please check Ben Krellin's Twitter you know don't don't, don't rely on what I'm saying but it's definitely the impact is on Leeds versus Southampton it moves it from um, the double into the blank from the double into the single which into the blank which means Leeds don't have a double now Mm. They've moved. The FA has already announced that they're moving the uh, uh, the draw to Monday, which is the day before the deadline. So you you have time. Uh, so hold up, and and you'll know what happens then. Yeah, no, um, they're very definitely worth waiting. Um, mm. As as you mentioned, we've similar players, but um, yeah, De Bruyne will coming in for me for Salah, and it's a very strong it's a very strong team. And if Leeds do come into the blank. Then it does get a little bit stronger, but um, but yeah, I decided personally, and my own strategy was to try to do as little kind of tweaking. I've I've moved up a very soft but good um two million places from four million to two million in the last few game weeks by being relatively conservative in my moves, um, and that means avoiding hits and like that. There, I'm trying to transfer in players that were that aren't blanking but do have that double. So I'm mainly kind of focusing on. Um, on Villa and Man City in particular is that kind of to to get to kind of get as much players in each game week as I can without being thinking I have to get 15 doubles for the for the for the double game week um, and hitting that bench boost. Um, so that's that's kind of the way I've been looking at it at the moment. Um, Kylie, the other thing that people are considering this game week, of course, is the wild card. Now. First of all, I have to admit, I found when people talk about wildcarding this week, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, including my own um, eldest son, who's doing a lot better than me in FPL, um, as a young Arthur that we heard earlier on on the podcast is doing. But he has basically wildcarded this week, and I found it a very weird decision to make, because with blank game week, essentially you're wildcarding a squad that it's 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 very hard to not go too short term in your in your wildcard. But what kind of advice would you have for people that are wildcarding um, in game week eighteen? What kind of squad and what kind of players do you think they should be building? Yeah. Oh wow. So I I absolutely personally wouldn't advocate for it just for that exact reason. It feels too short term. Um, to me, we do have a whole other half of the season and we do have COVID and we've seen how chaotic it can all be. So I, I don't like wildcarding this early anyway, double game weeks and whatnot aside. But, um, you know, if you've pushed that button already, then it absolutely makes sense to be having a, a strong unit from those teams who um, play in the blank game week and to have the double as we know it at the moment. City obviously have a great run of fixtures. United have great fixtures as well. So you could be going quite heavy on on those, you know, have your Rashford, have your Bruno, have KDB, uh, you know, defenders and and, and so on. Um, Villa as well. I know their fixtures are a bit trickier, but 
they're still in good form defensively and uh, attack wise. So I think that you can have a number of them and you can certainly have, you know, like a Burnley defender. Um, so I think if you're doing that, that's kind of giving you some room to navigate the next two game weeks um, relatively okay and, and giving you some long-term scope and then just being selective about who you're emitting. I, I certainly wouldn't be trying to have 11 people for the blank game week in my wildcard team because that's just setting you up for being, you know, for for a sort of shortfall in, in the, the following week. Um, so I think tr- just make sure that you look at it with a, a long-term lens uh, and, and try and bulk up on those that will get you through a blank, a double and beyond and then fit the other pieces around it. And I mean, I guess the the other point is, you know, the likes of Spurs, right? They they don't have um they don't have a double, but certainly makes sense to to have Son slash Kane, um because they have uh you know they have good fixtures as well. So it's being selective think, in that way to have. With like I quickly jump in just to the general point of a wild card. My my issue with the strategy is isn't it's short-term merits. I think it's actually a very good way of navigating 18 and 19. Um, but it's obviously a hugely powerful ship. And, uh, the thing I like about playing a free hit next week is that it's, you know, and I will be saving it for the last minute, obviously, and, and why I'm probably not going to be doing a bench boost on um, 19 and probably move to triple captain or even not playing any chip. I'll have 11 yeah. doubles. Um, it's just, this is clearly an incredibly high point of a pandemic. There, there is clearly much more chance of games being called off or disrupted over the next two or three weeks than there are probably at any point of the season, because we know there is light at the end of this tunnel. We know that there is going to be a vaccine. There is a vaccine. People are getting vaccinated right now. We're in for a really rough uh, spell as as just citizens of this, of this country or, or many others. But um, And that is obviously and has spilled over into the Premier League. But that's not that's not going to be a particularly long-term thing. So my problem with wildcarding now is that if we have mass disruption in the next kind of two or three weeks and we see a lot of changes to fixtures, even extensions or something, but suddenly you've used your wildcard and, you know, you, you could you may not have, as people who have wildcarded the last two or three weeks, you might not even have fielded 11s during those periods. So I want to be waiting to the very last minute before deadline, making sure I've got a captain or a vice captain in the first fixture of that game week, um, just as kind of cover and just trying to get kind of, yeah, 11 on the pitch kind of both weeks, really. So that's my that's my worry with wildcard. I'd just be very nervous. But um, people are we've just we've just literally myself in particular has literally just been absolutely stung by just a single uh, Villa Man City, a single fixture rearrangement, which has wrecked my entire uh, strategy. Um, and people are sat there, po-faced, planning about a strategy eight or nine weeks down the line. They're it playing. Just... They're playing chess. You're playing checkers. That's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, but it, the other the other side to this though is, as you just said, instead of planning down to eight to ten, I can see why people are wildcarding. And and to, to come back to Carly's point. I've seen drafts. You can have eleven blankers and fifteen double game weekers, with a one with a, with a one or two transfers uh, ready no, for, I know you can, uh, for nineteen. You can, yeah. Very heavy on a, a a couple of teams there. That that's kind of more what I te- te- teams that you want. You know, City, United, big form, yeah, good fixtures coming forward. 
uh, have Look, I understand it. One team. I understand not... it for the short term. I understand that if you want, if you're short on uh, in the free in the in the free hit the part in in 18 and you don't want to use your free hit, there's a big argument, and I don't get it. What's stronger, free hit or a wild card? Ah, I mean, it's. Ugh. Yeah, free hit can serve you once. Wild, you know, look, look, people held a wild card to 16, and we see what happens. So I can see why people are thinking about it. It's not something that I plan on doing at all. But I get it, and I get your point, Kylie, and I get uh, uh, Monkey's point. I, I, I get it. I just think I can see why people are doing it, and I think it really is team-dependent. Smashing stuff. So um, next up, we have our listeners' questions. So, um, Mersey Baby, take it away. Yeah, we had a few. So I think I believe John Craigie we answered his uh, his question uh, right at the beginning about uh, how many players are enough, and I think also who's the Bellicelli at FBL Latics. We also uh, answered about minimum players and should I take uh, solid eight with minus four? Absolutely, more than enough. Uh, John John uh, Strack asks, I have one free transfer for double game week nineteen, and I have ten double game week players plus DCL Son Kilman and Basuma, and none playing button. I'll be keeping Son. Should I take two to three hits to get in 14 or 15 uh, double game week players and play bench boost or no hits and play TC? Um, I think this is more to, to do with game week 19 and we'll probably um, touch on it a lot more next week. But I would say it really depends on on your team. I mean, taking two to three hits to get 15, you're already, what, on minus four, minus eight? Uh, definitely don't go to minus 12 because you're relying then on your bench boost to to, to make up for this. Um, the triple captain is an interesting one. I'll quickly, we'll touch on it more, but having a spread of captains gives you a stronger choice, a stronger possibility of getting higher points with with the triple captain. That's what I would say. But Jonathan will touch on this a lot more next game week. Guys, is there anything else you want to say? Well, the only thing there, Marzi, I'd add to that is if you're taking hits, you're bringing them in for the blank that are, ha- are players that you know you're hoping they're going to pay off between the blank game week and the double game week. Um, one thing you know, th- obviously that so it does kind of mitigate the hit a little bit as long as you're not bringing them in just for bodies, basically. That you know, if they're players that are going to be a little bit impactful, because um, you know, so it is kind of relevant for this week as opposed to next week because um, he's hoping, I guess, to get the benefit from them in the blank and then also in the double game week as well. But um, I wouldn't see anything wrong with a hit as long as you're getting in players that are, you know, doubling next week. Fair, fair. Uh, question to everybody apart. Um, uh, to, yeah, sorry, to everybody from uh, Farron at uh, Collins uh, underscore Farron. In the esteemed panel's opinion, is it worth taking any hit going into the blank game week, thinking of upgrading my non-playing keeper to hopefully get out 11 players and save my free hit? I think we just said, uh, definitely, I think, Look, we say sometimes don't take a hit for a keeper. But if you're having a keeper that might play then in, in 19, I think it's worth it. But, um, Kylie, what do you think about taking a hit for a player that, for a keeper that will play, might not play in 19? Like, for example, yeah, I, I can't think of, uh, well, it has to be Darlow because he's got a good fixture, but yeah. he doesn't have a double. Yeah, so I, I, I don't love it. Um the, the philosophy everyone sort of always takes is, you know, if you're taking a hit for a, to bring someone in, you know, in, in the instance of a, a blank game week um, where they're not playing at all and you're taking a hit, then it's kind of theoretically almost like an, only a minus two. Um, I'm not sure that really applies with goalkeepers, depending on who it is, um, just because 
the you know that margin between goalkeepers is quite narrow so it can be really hard to get a, a major game in a game in in one game week so in isolation i would say no i wouldn't take a hit for a a keeper just to be able to field them in the blank game week Again, to your point, though, Mars, you know, if you're then going into the double game week and, um, you know, you're you're bringing in a keeper, your backup keeper for the blank and intending to then bench boost or, or have that keeper feature heavily for you in the double and they have a double, then it, arguably it's worth doing. Yeah. But yeah. Only like a Martinez, for example. Yeah. It might be worth it because then you get three games out of them rather yeah, than just exactly. the one. Yeah, exactly. Three for two. And then you can argue that, yeah, okay, that, that, that makes sense for me. It mm. makes sense for me to take that hit now because then I've got him in situ and he may get me something yeah. in this blank anyway. But if it's only for the one, then no. Like as if, yeah. if it's only for the blank, then no, I would not take a hit to bring an additional keeper in. Yeah. It's not like yeah. taking a hit to bring in KDB who's got a high ceiling and you might captain him. Did he not mean yeah. the other way around, as in bringing a play, bringing a player in with a double at 19 who doesn't necessarily play in 18, just to kind of line them up, as it were, ready? That's not no. It just said uh, taking a hit for, to get a playing keeper for 18. Okay, That's, that was uh, the question. No, I wouldn't bother. Because that would be madness. <laughs> I would rather I would rather if it was a Martinez. I'd, I'd even question if I would do it for Pope because they've got two tough fixtures. I'm not really sure I would want to go there, to be honest. Um, but. You know, it's. Um, I would say it's 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 a fifty-fifty call. Assess the games that you're going to have them for, and then make a decision. Lonesome pundit at Lonesome pundit asks, how should you give underperforming? How long should you give underperforming cats uh, rope in charge of their FBL teams before you hire a new one? Monkey, well, what do you think of that question? Uh, well, I think that Ernest Cattingway has had a horrible season um i believe he's finally been relieved of his duties um which will come as a relief both to his team and and to the cat himself a good friend of of richard hawley and kraken um and it's been sad to see his demise there's not many cat managers out there so we do have to kind of stick together but at the same time just have some self-respect it's just been a one horror show after another um I think I think you've got to be loyal to Caps. They're loyal to us, um, and that's why uh, Kraken <laughs> is still at the helm of my team, despite um, uh, still being ranked around one million in the world. And um, you know, it's not really because I've just ran out of options and reached total apathy. It's because I believe in him as a cat and as a manager. Mm. I think you the, do have I, another cat. Yeah, but I think Kraken is kind of the Frank Lampard of of management. He he got the job a little bit too early, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he is being found out a little. He's bit. more like the Roy Hodgson. He's been around forever. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Anyway, <laughs> right. Um, uh, Mansage Barty Jane. I'm sorry, dude. If I I probably absolutely butchered your name, uh, uh, Mansi Jane. Rashford or Son, who should I have for next two game weeks? So 18 and 19. I mean, you get three games out of Rashford, you get two out of Son. What do we think, guys? Uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'd probably just stick in who I have because um, it's one of yeah. those ones that you you get it wrong well, and it would be a killer. They don't have, let's imagine they don't have. Because I agree with you. You stick with what you have. You don't change right yeah, now because right. it's... But let's say they've got um, they they don't have either. They want to bring one of them in. 
what would you do? Then Rashford. Rashford? Okay, Rash- so Rashford, yeah. Okay. If you don't have one, like I think it's uh, it's asking for trouble to sell, as many have discovered, selling Son for someone else that, you know, he into could comfortably outscore Rashford. And, and the other part of it, though, Kay, is though if like if you don't have Kane, say, I might prioritize getting in yeah. Son more. And likewise, if say if you have Bruno already, I probably spread the wealth a little bit. I personally this season, and it didn't work at the start of the season, but I'm hopeful it will later on. Is I've kind of tried to avoid putting too many eggs, like having three from any team or anything like that. Now coming into double game week, I'll obviously change that a bit. But you know, as we're seeing there with matches postponed and stuff like that, I don't want to have too many players involved from either from any team so i probably would spread it a little bit as opposed to having a match week where you're losing both like uh both bruno and rashford from your team because it, that would really sting um so that's what i would probably say that makes sense and i but i think it also goes to show like those two different kind of ways of coming at it i think that goes to show that it's quite lineable like there's not a definitive answer on that question um because either could do well. And as you said, you could look at it from the perspective of I've got Bruno or I have Kane or I don't have one of them. I, I want to bring another viable attacker in you there. You could also look at it under rank 2K. I mean, if you were if you were trying to protect your rank, probably Son with his ownership yeah. is probably a little mm-hmm. bit more of a safer mm-hmm. move. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Junaid Zahid at 47 underscore JT. I'll keep it simple. Our City back as an attacking force. PJ, what do you think? It's a real tough one. We, we've seen... <laughs> yeah, he scored tonight, but I got all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Foden's never been playing badly. He's just not been picked. No, he's just been hated. Particularly strange one. Um, uh, I, uh, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's such a difficult question because we've seen it so many times. So what I'm certainly not doing is, is the the kind of panic from City are finished to City are back, baby. And it's like, it's like just, I think we need a little bit, a little bit more data. KDB was never out of form. So he was always going to go big at one point. Sterling has not torn it up. They still have no strikers. Aguero just cannot get a game. He's clearly the walking wounded at this point. He's never going to regain the kind of form or fitness that he did previously. Did he come on tonight, by the way? No, he didn't even come on. Um, and, you know, Jesus is, is, has been in and out of the team for several years with various niggles and, and form as well. So I think City needed a, a centre forward. It'd be interesting to see if they buy one in January um, or not. Obviously, the transfer window's just opened. But, you know, KDB, yes, if you've got him, don't get rid of him. Buy him for the for the double game week, for the single game week. Are they back as an attacking force? I still think we need to see a lot more. Cancelo is still their most attacking option. Yeah. You know, he, 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 I would buy him over any of their players, given his price and the fact that they keep clean sheets um, almost every week at the moment. Um, it, it's a huge punt to gamble on anyone other than other than KDB in the defence right now. It really is. I, I agree with you. They have such a, again, we got so from 10 to about 16, they had some amazing fixtures and they really flattered to deceive, right? But then they now it's coming again. From 18 to about 25, their fixtures are, are are brilliant, absolutely mouth-watering. But actually, for once, I'm thinking double city defense is the way to go. The and other thing, the other thing, just on that, is that KDB 
tends to he's a big game player he plays mm. further forward um yeah yeah against chelsea yeah in the tougher games the chelsea and man united yeah um you know he'll 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 sit deeper he won't be needing to to be as kind of um you know kind of far forward against the against the lesser lights at home do they have three home fixtures in a row do they city now yes yeah yeah, um, yeah i think so i think two in the, brighton in the double Villa. brighton palace and then um one more or maybe it's Brighton Villa then Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to be buying. I'm probably going to be buying KDB. There's a, certainly I will be for the three hit. There's a, there's a p- small part of me that does want to be, you know, kind of a little off kilter and probably take a punt on 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 Sterling because I just think against those kind of lesser yeah. teams, more likely to to kind of have a bit of a haul. He's they, he's creeping back into fitness without kind of exploding without into form. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll... I agree with you. They've got Brighton Palace at home, uh, Brighton Palace Villa at home, then West Brom away, Sheffield United at home, and Burnley away, then Liverpool and Tottenham. Um, like I said, ridiculous set of fixtures until, sorry, I said 25, until 22. But to be honest, KDB and Sterling are the only two I would suggest from an attacking force because the rest is a gamble. Fording could play, could tear it up, but God knows when. Mares is the same. He'll turn up one game. He could score a hat-trick and then you never see anything from him. Torres, in and out, he doesn't really get explosive returns. But again, and then wait and see, maybe in the cup. And then you've got Jesus and Aguero back. They were on the bench today. They could easily play in the cup game and they will get some minutes because he um, likes to build up the rhythm. To go to the, the, the original, like, question which is was i think um basically you know are they are they back right are they back yeah yeah so i i think one answer to that because all of that is absolutely correct if you looked in past seasons at this fixture run what they've just had pre pre the chelsea match and what's coming up now and factoring in that they have doubles and everything in the last number of seasons gone by it would have been like triple City attack, you know, even with all of the the many risks that have always been associated with going hardcore on Pep's attack just because of rotation. But none of us are really looking at that as a viable option, not just because of price and various other things, but because it is quite hard to justify, even with them having, you know, scored, what, five goals again against Burnley and then suddenly doing really well against Chelsea. It's still really hard. Those are quite few and far between. It's still very defensive. Mm. Our goal here, our goal there. Um, very hard to justify going all in on attack. So in the traditional sense, in the way that we would have approached City attack, I think no, not we need to see more before we would justify that. Um, yep. We absolutely want to have someone, i.e. KDB or Sterling, if you're going off centre, but it's not like all guns are blazing, tear up my team, I must have more kind of thing. Yeah, I, I would say I would look at City now like we used to look at Liverpool. It was always double defence plus one of Salah, plus Salah, right? I would say City right now are where I would want to go double defence plus a KDB, to be honest, yeah. right now. Until I see, like you said, Kylie, until we see different, that's where I think their, uh, their, their strength is right now, personally. Right, last question. Uh, our Amigo Morpheus Fire, Martinez Diaz, KDB captain, Bruno and Son, one free transfer. How many more needed or do I free hit? I mean, one, two, three, four, five. He's got five with a free, with a free transfer. I would say seven could be fine. I think you're missing... Mm, do you free hit with that? I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. He's got five with a free, free transfer. Who are they? 
Martinez, Diaz, KDB, Bruno, and Son. So strong five. Yeah, they are a strong five. Um, mm. It's just one free transfer. I mean, I assume he will have Salah or something. Between, like where it could you could go either way. Like you yeah. could justify either way. It's quite tricky. But he yeah. probably better, you know, hide behind the couch a bit if you were going that weekend. Though into, I personally would free hit with that. But, but yeah. like I said, it is all the big hitters. I think free hit Morpheus and uh, by Ricalis then. All right, that's all we have. Over to you, Don. I've missed saying that. <laughs> Good stuff, I know. I used to get in trouble for not doing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the final section of our show, folks, is of course our game week plans and captain picks. So um, remember, game week, uh, game week eighteen. The deadline is on Tuesday. So um, so make sure to set your lineups ahead of that one. Um, folks, I'll come to PJ first on it. Um, um, and then come to Kylie. There are two free hitters, of course. Um, there'll be many, many transfers going in and out of those squads, um, coming up to the deadline. But um, and you went through a lot of them earlier on. But who is likely to be your captain for this coming game week? I don't know. I'm a captain, actually. I'll, I'll just I'll just very quickly run through my my current draft, which I don't expect to change very much. So that's going to be Leno in goal, Cancelo, Maguire. Clark, Al Ghazi, Fernandez, Son, De Bruyne, Sterling, Power Midfield, and then Lacazette and Callum Wilson up front. I do not know on 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 captain. You know, De Bruyne is the logical choice. However, I may very well be tempted by uh, a more left field punt on on Sterling or Lacazette. It's going to be dependent, as Miles has already alluded to, on who plays in the FA Cup before. Um, but I think, you know, I will lean towards a, a bit of a punt because, you know, to, it is a free hit after all. So I think I'll probably go with Sterling or Lacazette. Mm, good stuff. Lacazette would be a ballsy Coley. Um, the uh, Kylie, come to you now. Um, who's likely to be your captain for the coming game week? I have not a clue. Uh, hmm. I actually haven't thought too much about captaincy at the moment. This is a good segment, isn't it, Mars? I think we're doing we're doing great on this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've no. missed I've missed this kind of organisation. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, Do you know what it's it is? Fair, it's fair, you know. Honestly, <laughs> I'm only I mean, there's no way there's no way Monkey's captain in Lacazette. I would call it. Actually, wait a minute. He he captained Barkley. What am I on about? Yeah, no, yeah. No way. Right. So that actually doesn't bode well. <laughs> given his uh, given that history, it doesn't bode well for my Lacazette punt. Um, I, I I don't know. I obviously in a normal game week you go in with some view of, of who you're going to captain with free hit, it is a little bit different because there's plenty of possibility. Mm. I, I think KDB is kind of the obvious one or, or you know, maybe Bruno, right, as the, I suppose, safe picks. Um, but the answer is, uh, I don't know. They'll yeah. be my, KDB will probably be my fallback. Um, but I, I would like to not go for him because I, I haven't owned him hugely this season. I've actually owned Sterling a lot more um but the two times i did captain him he blanked if you're using a free hit you will own all the highest owned players or at least kind of like four of them you're going to have fernandez son and kdb um uh, you're probably going to have kane as well potentially so so you, you you've got all the captains covered so why not captain Go the, out the, which nobody else is going to have 
Yeah, like I fully, fully behind you going for Lacazette, um, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, on my own, um, my own team, I know it's definitely, I think, on Kev. Kev and, and Fernandez are the two standout options. Um, but yeah, no, I'd likely to go with Kev up against Brighton. But even if, if he plays in the FA Cup, maybe at the weekend, maybe I'll change, change my mind on that. Um, but yeah, likely it's, it's a perfect storm or a perfect kind of choice with De Bruyne, the home king, versus Fernandez, the away king. Both with great fixtures, um, but I'm likely to go for De Bruyne because um, he's uh, for me he's less um, less penalty dependent um, and you know and not not going down that rabbit hole of uh, of suggesting any conspiracies around them for Man United. They're just good at winning penalties, like I remember Liverpool teams <laughs> Liverpool teams of of yesteryear with Suarez and Sturridge, and we won God knows how many penalties that season. I think teams can get just good at winning penalties. Doesn't mean that there's any um, that there's anything dodgy going on there. Uh, Mersey, um, are you agreeing with me for for Amigos <laughs> FC? I'm, I'm if like I know well, De Bruyne United, might be replaced with Sterling for, for you. Yeah. No, no, De Bruyne is not moving for me. He's staying. It's Salah who's going for Sterling. So oh, that's right, yeah. uh, we already touched on the transfer. Yeah, De Bruyne's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's between look, it's between De Bruyne, Sterling, and Fernandez. I'll wait and see what happens in the cup games. It'll be one of these guys. And the cap, the vice cap. If I go with one of the city boys, the vice captain with Runo, um, you know, spread sp- spread your bets in case anything happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, City versus Brighton. If you look at the opposition, like, like you said, look, it's, it's it's the best home guy versus the best away guy. Opposition wise, I would say Brighton normally would concede more than what Burnley would, right? So you know, that's where I'm going, uh, and 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 we see what happens. But yeah, that's my plan. Great stuff. Um, and that is all we got time for on tonight's podcast. We have been PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey, Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FBL, Marzi, who you can find at Mar05, and myself, who you can find at The Marple Curse. Thanks very much for listening and uh, your continued support. Um, little message, not the usual one in terms of going to iTunes, as PJ mentioned earlier on. It's scary times out at the moment, so do take care of yourselves, wash your hands, wear a mask, and don't be a mugging. Thanks for listening. Adios, amigos. Brave Amigo